Yes, live recording on a hot summer's London evening. Oh my goodness, it's hot. I've got all the windows open. It's 33 degrees outside. Ouch. So welcome to Coffee, Eggs and Inspiration. It's a weekly show that goes out over YouTube and as a podcast over all of the major channels. And each week I get to meet inspiring people. Uh, this week I've got two. Uh, and listen to them tell their story and then share it with all of you. This week is no different. I'm joined by Jen Scott and Jay Tavares. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Uh, so uh, Jen and Jay uh, come as a pair. Uh, they are, of course, independent people, but they, uh, they are co-founders, and uh, that's why they're both with me today. Co-founders of Hustle and Heels, which is a social enterprise established to empower early-stage startups uh, they have a, a focus on female founders um, and uh, predominantly black and minority ethnic uh, founders. So here's a, here's a fact. Uh, only 2% of venture capital uh, goes towards female founders uh, in the world. Uh, so this is an incredibly important um, organization that Jen and Jay have founded here, Hustle and Heels. I love the name too and the colors <laughs> and everything about it. It's, uh, it's an awesome, uh, awesome organization. Uh, which I've had the privilege of speaking at before. Um, both, of, uh, both of them are also co-founders of Hair ID, uh, which is a uh, hair extension uh, company. I think probably a little bit on hold at the moment, given that uh, you know, access to barbers is not, uh, is not what it used to be, or hair salons. Um, and uh, really interestingly, uh, Hustle & Heels have got a contract with the British Library to deliver a masterclass in marketing. Uh, three hours over a three-hour sort of period curriculum. Uh, 3,000 startups uh, is the audience for that. Unbelievable. Uh, so fantastic. Welcome to you both, Jen, Jay. I'm going to call you by names when I want you to talk, so otherwise it'll, it'll be a bit funny. So, um, Jen, maybe let's start with you. Tell me how you both met. So we have cousins that are uh, friends and they met, it was back, gosh, many moons ago now when we were young and uh, at school. And um, on the weekends, we would, you know, hang out. I'd go to my cousin. She lived on the same, Jay lived on the same road as that, well, still lives, well, not anymore, on the same road as her cousin. And, um, yeah, we would just kind of hang out together, I guess. And then um, we went to a Saturday school together, um, college together, and then started a business together. You can't, it sounds like you can't get enough of each other. Um, <laughs> hey, what was it about Jen that made you want to work with her uh, over so many years? Um, so we've told the story many a time of how Hair ID started and it was really um, Jen's just kind of vision for where we could go with it. It was a one day sale that we started and I think she had a vision, a determination um, and an excitement about starting this business and doing something uh, big that people had never done before. Um, that just wasn't, it just wasn't around at that time. This is like over 10 years ago at that point when um, we started hair id and yeah it was just that vision that determination and that drive that really um convinced me to yeah take that step and take that leap with jen at that time and, and you've gone on to other things um and, and continued that uh that business relationship and i suppose friendship as well uh this led you ultimately into hustle and heels um mm. jay tell us about where that came from so Hustle & Heels, really, it was um, an offshoot from Hair ID. We went to a 
the, the biggest um, hair show over in America, our Bronner Brothers show, as part of our sort of research and development within Hair ID. And over there, we connected with some other business owners just to get an idea of what they were doing there. Um, you know, in America, everything feels bigger um, and at that time better. So we really wanted to find out what they were doing. And it was just the community aspect of business that we realised was missing here. And, you know, on the plane back from Atlanta, Jen and I were just talking and we said, you know, we need to create that here. There are no networking opportunities for, you know, independent business owners, females in particular, outside of the corporate world where you can just, you know, connect with people. At that time, our business, so Hair ID, was also purely online and it was a great opportunity for our customers to come and see us, the people behind the brand, um, and just have that personal connection so um it was really born out of that trip to atlanta and just talking with other business owners over there wonderful and and jen i, I suppose you know i know you a little bit now i'm i'm guessing you probably had the business case all mapped out the plan mapped out by the time you landed in heathrow we'll get where it was is that right yes definitely we i mean there was as joe said there was absolutely nothing like that outside of the corporate world and also more of the experience so you know networking as we traditionally know it is very quite stuffy awkward um but in atlanta it was almost uh like socializing with friends that didn't know each other but you know had something in common so it was really important that we recreated that here so our lunch events were actually hosted in a restaurant over a free course meal, cocktails, uh, so really relaxed. And we often have many people coming in saying, gosh, you know, do you all know each other? And then sometimes we have 60, 70 people in the restaurant. But, you know, it just goes to show how um, much that was missing and was needed here, um, you know, within the community. And um, we just sort of grew and grew and grew uh, to the point where we had, we realised, gosh, this actually needs to become something more than, just sort of a hobby on the side that, you know, we were doing just because, you know, we wanted to, you know, kind of find out more about the community we're trying to serve with Hair ID. That's so, that's so true. A lot of corporate events uh, can be quite sort of stuffy and uh, a little bit networky and a little bit sort of businessy and you've got these costumes on that aren't really you, but, you know, add cocktails and music into that mix and how transformational <laughs> is that, right? It comes up bit of a party and I'd, I'd really encourage you if you haven't attended the Hustle and Heels event to, to do that. It's great fun. Um, well, fantastic. And Jay, you're actually a corporate solicitor as well. Is that on the side or is that the main job? And, and this is on the side. I mean, how do you make the, the time? That's a big job. Yeah, so I practice law. Yeah, absolutely. That's sort of my nine to five. And then I work part time in Hustling Hills and Jen works full time in the business. So it's really that partnership that allows me to, yeah, have that have that nine to five. So how, how, how long are you? So nine to five in law and then the other show? Nine and what, to what five. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, um, I sort of, yeah, so I work nine to five nine to five in law and then um, sort of pick hustling heels up in the evening so when I come home in the evenings at the moment you know with everything that's going on I am furloughed from the nine to five so that's great for me because I am really able to just um, get get more immersed into the business but as I say because Jen's working in the business nine to five um, we're able to balance things out to an extent on that on that level. Yeah, well, Jen, don't get too used to it, right? So <laughs> you're not going to be that available. Um, 
Look, yeah, I, I just think you you do such uh, important work, and you and you are you know a surgical in 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 the way that you target um, uh, such a big pool of uh, sadly untapped talent uh, that just needs the oxygen to breathe, and um, in this time in particular, you know we're we're filming in June, uh, we've we've seen the uh, you know the atrocities that have been public, uh, publicly um, shamed on, on social media that have really spurred a movement, Black Lives Matter. And I'd love to hear your personal accounts and your, your personal sentiments about that movement, maybe starting with, with you, Jen. Gosh, yeah. Do you know, um, I, I was speaking to uh, a friend about, you know, why this feels so intense. Um, you know, given everything that happened, because, you know, black people have been killed, murdered, um, you know, for, for a long time. And, um, you know, coupled with the fact that everyone was at home, um, the, the pandemic uh, allowed, you know, we, we sort of come to the conclusion, you know, um, space to kind of see things what they really were. I think a lot of us um, prior to that were almost sort of operating um quite blind to what was going on unless we were directly impacted. But this one felt different. And, um, you know, it allowed that space and that time to really sort of reflect and look back. And I think for a lot of us, brought up so much emotionally that we hadn't realised we had been suppressing for so long. Um, many of my friends I speak to have just been so up and down, very emotional, men included, um, because said they hadn't really realised how much they had been overlooking person themselves here in the UK. So it has been really, really hard, um, you know, on, on so many levels. But I, I think for me personally, um, that that kind of bouncing between a sense of powerlessness, um, you know, and not like wanting to do so much and fix this, um, you know, very solutionary anyway, in, in terms of approach, but just not feeling we know where to begin, what to do, um, which is hard. But then also thinking, right, well, I have to do something, you know, and, and, you know, really looking within to just, you know, analyse what we have been doing and what we can do moving forward. So it's just been a whirlwind, um, you know, for so many of us. And I think really, as I said, opened up so much um, on a personal level. So, it, you know, it's just, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's been a, a whole different you know, experience. And uh, I'm hopeful, though, coming out of it. I think conversations have changed. People have started to, um, you know, realise that more needs to be done um, on so many different levels. So I am hopeful and I just hope that, you know, we can continue to, uh, to really sort of push for that change that is desperately needed. 100%. You know, my, my big learning uh, and, and epiphany, I suppose, is that it's not okay just to, to be... Uh, to object silently, uh, you, you need to be actively part of it. Jay, I'm interested in your perspective. How is, how do you think this movement relates to the uh, the movement that uh, that Hustle and Heels represents? Because there's there's something very positive that you're doing there already that kind of leans into the same cause. Yeah, I think it's such an interesting time for big businesses and small businesses. Um, you know, it's really forcing people to look at their look at their processes look at their strategies look at how they're operating within the world and um you know just reanalyze i think it's been difficult for a lot of the businesses that we work with because um you know they've had to sort of 
make sure that they're being genuine and authentic with what they are putting out and having that sensitivity to what's going on in the world um, and not sort of just paying lip service to what's happening to be seen to be doing something so um that's been a lot of the conversation that's been happening you know making sure that people are being authentic in what they're doing in terms of hustling heels as you say we have very much operated in the area of supporting underrepresented business owners which within itself has tended to be black females um and so it's really been there, there hasn't been that shift for us in terms of what we do because we've been doing it that is what we've been doing for the five years that um hustling hills has been operating but really working to support others to understand okay what can you do how can you make sure that you're communicating what you're doing in an authentic way for people to recognize that a this is maybe what you've been doing already but let me amplify that or b if that hasn't been what you've been doing you know just look internally don't you, you don't have to shout about the fact that now you know you're doing this but actually look internally and make sure that the systems and processes are in there to ensure that things are accessible to all um understood by all and you're really taking on the um the opinions and the experiences of other people um that's been really important and i think for hustling heels one one thing that we have done um and are doing on a more consistent basis now is a um a sort of we've always invested into the businesses from within the network but we are now making a point of um, you know, actually purchasing products, services and giving reviews and things like that within the communities so that the business owners know that we are backing them financially. It's not just about what we um, are saying, but we're putting our money where, um, you know, our mouth is in that sense. So that is probably the, the only change. But as I say, we've been doing this for um, five years plus. And so really there hasn't been that shift for us, but it's really about supporting people to make sure that the change, if change is necessary, is authentic within what business owners are doing. I think it's such an important cause. And, um, you know, on, on behalf of a generation of, uh, of entrepreneurs, uh, you know, thank, thank you for what you're doing. I think it's so, so important, uh, the work, um, we're hopefully coming out as the as the as the walls come down uh, of COVID, um, but equally facing a a, a pretty grim uh, economic future. And uh, in a post Brexit uh, United Kingdom, of course, um, what's your opinion on the role of entrepreneurship uh, in economic recovery? By the way, can you can you hear that, cat? I'll repeat the question. It's Willow. If he comes close, I'll lift him up. Willow's lonely because I'm the, the only person in the house at the moment, so he's come up oh. here. Um, so the question, and, and uh, I'll, I'll go over to you for this, Jen, your opinion on the role of British entrepreneurship um, is, uh, as we move into economic recovery? Mm, vital. Um, you know, it is vital that's how we're going to oh hello by the way this is willow <laughs> hello willow um but yeah it, it's essential you know um it's funny I, I graduated um in at the start of the last recession and you know we knew instantly that job security was a thing of the past and we were actually i think that's the last thing i remember being told as i graduated so 
always having something on the side, you know, sort of navigating various jobs, being made redundant. I think I've been made redundant over five times now. Um, so that's always been something that I've had to have on the side to just continue, um, you know, to, to pay bills and things like that. So I think now more than ever, people are starting to realise that it's essential to have a way of generating an income. Um, and really, that's what Hustle and Heels has always been about, providing, um, you know, people with ideas on how they can, you know, start improving, grow that into something tangible um, so that, you know, it's an additional stream of income, uh, essentially. A lot of the business owners that we have, you know, they've identified the really amazing gaps within the communities that they're serving. Um, but a lot of them, millennials, you know, didn't necessarily start out with social media. I mean, Instagram didn't even exist when I graduated. So a lot of that, uh, knowledge isn't there. So um, really helping to equip them with that to, um, you know, make that shift and adapt is uh, so important to, you know, ensure the survival of business moving forward. Given the current climate, everyone's had to move everything online. And I know for a lot of businesses that weren't technically savvy, really struggled as a result of not being able to make that shift or just not having the understanding of how to do that. Um, so it's so vitally important that, you know, we're really understanding uh, the different channels that we can use and how to reach new markets, not necessarily also just focusing on uh, London. Most of us think that that's the world, uh, you know, but being able to actually move things uh, digitally now opens you up globally, you know, and it's that mindset shift that we're really uh, working with the entrepreneurs to, to see. But, you know, as a whole, is really important to ensure the future, um, you know, of businesses that do stuff up, and, you know, are, are able to scale. So vital, I definitely think um, that everyone should be thinking about a way to generate a, another stream of income um, if entrepreneurship is, of course, for them. 100%. In fact, I was uh, talking to one of your cohort the other day. It was a follow-up from one of your uh, recent events, and uh, she's a fitness instructor. And we were talking about exactly your point, Jen. Uh, no longer do you have the constraint of a... Uh, a class where you can have maybe 20 people in it or do one-on-one -on -one training uh, pretty much anywhere in the corridor from Reykjavik down to Cape Town is in your yeah. time zone and you can deliver to uh, virtually. And, of course, Hustle and Heels has pivoted also yeah. to a virtual format. Jay, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, what Hustle and Heels offers to young entrepreneurs? Yeah, absolutely. So as you already mentioned, we have the Marketing Masterclass, which is in conjunction with the British Library. So that initially was a class that Jen was delivering in 10 different libraries around London. But because of the lockdown, that's moved online. So that is now open to literally everyone, as you say. If you've got access to the internet, then you can access that marketing masterclass. Um, and then in terms of our monthly meetups, so we used to have startup meetups every month. Um, and those were held in um, physical events, but physical locations, sorry. But because, again, of the lockdown, we've pivoted and moved those online. So, again, they're accessible to, you know, a huge array of people. We've had people from Canada, over um, in America, in the Caribbean, people all over the world that said, you know, I've watched you online on your socials and we haven't been able to tap into that before until now. So that pivot has been really great for us. Um, and I expect going forward, we'll see a lot more events having a sort of hybrid nature where, 
you know, there's the physical aspect, but also if you want to stream it, then people can also access it that way. Um, so that's definitely something that I expect to happen going forward a bit more. And then in terms of our other off other offerings, we also have um, advisors. So we have various Hustling Hills advisors who are able to just support entrepreneurs through various stages of their business journey. So whether it's that someone needs support with their social media, we've got someone on hand. If someone needs help on the legal side, we've got someone on hand well-being. So really helping people to understand that it's a holistic approach that needs to be taken if we're going to build these sustainable businesses. So we have that. And then we also have a membership offering, which we are um, soon to launch. And that is really, again, just supporting people to understand the business side of things. As Jen was sort of saying, you know, things that are operating now in in this entrepreneurial world may not have been around when people were studying and so people that may just have a passion or what have you they have that side of things but actually you need the business skills to really make that fly so that's what the membership is about providing people with the information the tools um you know physical tangible things that they can print off and fill out and um watch videos and just get that learning have that community aspect which again is online with sort of masterclasses and strategy sessions where we're coming together so the membership is going to be really great in terms of supporting people through that business journey as well well it's a really rich and multifaceted offering and hustle and heels you heard it here has gone global uh, mother, you know, necessity, the mother of invention, right? And, yeah. and Jen, you mentioned you you uh, graduated at the time of the last recession, 2008 financial crisis, and some of the big unicorn businesses were born yeah. in that time, Revolut and, and many others. And I'm sure that will be true now. So time to seize the bull, you know, the bull by the horn, so to speak, and, uh, and get on with it. If you're a, a corporation... Uh, and you're interested in Hustle and Heels and supporting somehow, Jen, uh, what's the best way of getting in touch with you? Um, yeah, I mean, emails uh, will probably be the best also on LinkedIn as well. But yes, um, you know, we're really keen to speak to, um, you know, organisations that are really genuinely passionate about, you know, supporting the um, black and minority ethnic uh, business community here in the UK. Um, similarly, decision makers, influencers that essentially, um, you know, can get us around tables where we can actually advocate for that change ourselves. A lot of corporate organisations now are realising that, you know, they need to do more. Um, and I've heard and some of them, you know, coming up with these pots of money that, you know, they, they're thinking of setting up their own thing. And as Jay mentioned, we have been doing this work for a long time. You know, we know, um, you know, our, our entrepreneurs, their needs. We spent a lot of time doing research with them to understand, you know, where they're at, what they need moving forward. So really, you know, having those conversations to um, you know, maybe channel some of that funding into the work that we are already doing. So really keen to uh, speak to, as I said, corporate organisations, um, you know, decision makers um, that, you know, sort of have, you know, to essentially help us to sort of make that change and get us around those tables to, to be able to do that. And similarly, um, media as well. It would be really, really great to have conversations where, you know, we can start to um, get these businesses that have been, you know, building and creating amazing products and services in mainstream media. You know, often when we are spoken about, it's not necessarily in a positive light, but yet that's not really our experience. You know, we 
come across and speak to and work with amazing entrepreneurs and professionals. And, you know, seeing more of those in mainstream media is uh, is really an important part of the work that we do. So, you know, anyone within media that's, you know, willing to have that conversation, we have over 13,000 um a community, a community, online community, about thirteen thousand. So there's a lot of us here, you know. So definitely being able to have those conversations as well. But email, um, website, we are, you know, eagerly waiting to to have those conversations. Very good. I'm going to link the details below for those of you listening on a podcast. I'm pointing down that you can also <laughs> down into the description and see those links there if you'd like to get uh, get in touch with Jay and Jen. Uh, great, great note to uh, to finish on. So, if you're a young entrepreneur, uh, a British entrepreneur, or any other entrepreneur, I suppose now you're global. Absolutely. Yeah. What closing advice would you have, starting with you, Jay? Um, advice, I would say, start now where you are with what you have. We can often have this sort of analysis paralysis where we just you know, overanalyze things and we say we're not ready or this isn't ready and we're waiting for the stars to be aligned, it's fine. <laughs> just go and learn as you go along. So, yeah, I would just say start now with what you have where you are. Great advice. And, Jim? Ask questions. Um, you know, that's obvious, that, that's, that's honestly one of the biggest things that we have. People say, well, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. The information is there. You know, we have built up Hustling Heels in a way where we have, direct access, on demand to experts. We've got the tools and the resources. So ask those questions, um, you know, and, and and seek that help. We've got a really active WhatsApp group that we started to support entrepreneurs best through, um, you know, this current time. And the questions in there that they're asking and the responses that they're getting are moving them forward leaps and bounds um, in business. So ask questions. I, I, I can't stress that enough. Great advice. So start now, no time like the present, and ask for help. You're both uh, an absolute inspiration. Uh, Hustle and Heels is awesome. Uh, and I do encourage you to take a look at them if you haven't uh, come across them before. Jen, Jay, you're the powerhouse behind it. Thank you so much for everything that you do. I really appreciate you having on the show. Thanks for joining me. Oh, thank, thank you very much as well, Craig. Thank you.